God's great word. Well, what is Christmas about, really? Think about how you celebrate Christmas and plan to do so in the next couple of weeks. Think about maybe how your work colleagues, your family members, friends, how they share it. Take two or three seconds to think that through. Go. There you go. What does it tell you about what is central and what's important at this Christmas time? Even taking those two or three seconds to think about how different people celebrate this time of year discloses for us all that Christmas holds different meaning for different people. Some think it's party time. Some think it's family time. Some just think it's crazy time. Some think it's just turkey and trees and tinsel and that's where the excitement and the joy comes in. But the Bible tells us truly even as we've been hearing our readings tonight, what Christmas is really all about. What we've had tonight through the singing of these carols, which tie in very well with the the Bible readings that we've heard from tonight, it tells a composite story for us of what Christmas is all about. But before we sing our final carol, I'd like to tell you what Christmas is about just in one sentence. My sermon will be slightly longer. You knew I was going to say that, okay, that's okay. But it's a sentence written by a man named Paul who was uh, a wonderful, wonderful writer. And I'm going to give you this in three parts. When we ask the question, what is Christmas about? It's about three things. First of all, it's about a person. Paul informs us through this verse in 1 Timothy 1.15 that Christmas is about a person, Christ Jesus. Well, who is he? Well, he is, he is God from all eternity who takes on flesh, steps into our world and gives us a full-on view of who Jesus Christ is. It's incredible. We've already been singing about it. Veiled in flesh, the Godhead see. Hail the incarnate deity. That basically just means God in flesh. We get to see God walking this earth as we look at Jesus Christ in the pages of the Bible. So when he speaks, you hear the words of God. When he heals, you see the power of God. It's incredible. This is who Jesus Christ is. It is about Christ Jesus, the person, the king of heaven who laid aside his majesty. To do what? Well, to do the second thing, his action, to come into the world. He left heaven's best to come into this world, even to be born as a baby. It's an incredible thought, really. Jesus Christ laying aside the glory of heaven, becoming a man, the one who is God, who is larger than the universe, became a fetus in the womb of this young woman, Mary. And on the occasion of his birth in Bethlehem, in that one remarkable moment, God himself was stepping into our world. It's mind-blowing stuff. The all-powerful becoming flesh and blood. The eternal one who existed before time, entered time. The creator assuming the frailty of his own creation and becoming man. But why? Christ Jesus came into the world, the reason to save sinners. Paul tells us in 1 Timothy 1.15 that this is exactly why Jesus came. And this is what Christmas is all about. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. 
His name even gives that away. The angel announcing Mary's miraculous pregnancy to Joseph saved Mary and Joseph the bother of getting those baby name books out. You've seen them, haven't you? You are to give him the name Jesus, which basically means the Lord saves because he will save his people from their sins. That's pretty clear, isn't it? And friends, I want to just invite you to think about this at this Christmas time, that this is our biggest problem, our sin, our lives lived without God, where we day by day, week by week, year by year, ignore his instruction, which he has freely given us, turn our back on his love, which he freely offers us, and live as though he did not exist, which he, in fact, does. You wonder if that's you? Well, again, take a look at how you celebrate Christmas. What did those two or three seconds of contemplation tell you? Did they tell you that your life centers on celebrating what Jesus came to do for people like us so that we can have a joy that is infinitely greater than any present you receive? Yes, any present you receive, than any family reunion you may enjoy Joy is surpassed by knowing him and by celebrating the reason why he came. It's to take away our sin. This is how we celebrate the true joy and beauty of Christmas. This is the ugly side of Christmas, you see. But the real beauty of Christmas is to understand the reason why Jesus came in the first place and to understand the the ugliness that his life, death, and resurrection cures if we will only come to him in faith, believing in him. That's what he calls us to do. And he receives us. We've been singing that as well. Of of how God imparts to human hearts the blessings of his heaven to those who will humbly receive him still. The dear Christ enters in. What will we do about it this Christmas? I mean, our sin is real. But our God is real. And if our sin is keeping us from him, we need to do something about it to know the sheer joy of Christmas. But our problem is we're much more prone to excuse sin than we are to admit it. In a sense, even the decorations that we put up at this time of year provide something of an illustration of what we tend to do with sin. I mean, walk along Rose Street. Isn't it pretty with those lights? I think they're pretty. You walk along and you see the lights and and there are lights in the shop windows and so on. When you walk along in the evening time, cast a nice little glow onto the street. But really what these lights serve to do is distract us from some of the messiness that's round about, doesn't it? Maybe even in our own homes there can be a pile of dirty washing in the corner, but hey, the tree's up and it's beautiful, isn't it? These lights distract us a little bit. That's what we tend to do with our sin. We dress up our lives with these kind of lights, if you like, and take away our, they were distracted away from really what we need to tidy up and to see in Jesus Christ the fact that he died so that we might indeed do that, be washed clean in every sense. This is what Jesus came to rescue us from. He didn't come into the world to announce a festive holiday for people to enjoy. He didn't come so we'd even have a nice story to tell us, to tell to our kids. He didn't come to give This time of year, a real atmosphere as we sing these great carols. He didn't come so that we would have at least one day a year when we'd be nice to each other. No. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. Now, Paul attaches 
onto this, this one sentence. At the very start of it, something very significant. He says, this is a trustworthy saying. In other words, this is a message that's true and it's reliable. It's not made up. And he says, it's a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. It is a saying, it is a truth that is worthy of your trust. It's worthy of your faith, dear friend, and the whole of your life. You can know the eternal God, Jesus Christ, who became man, lived the life we could never live, died the death we should have died in order to hold out to us the true offer of life. For he was born to die on a cross. For ever since he was laid in that manger, there was, a, there was a cross on the horizon, but beyond that, there was resurrection, there was new life, there was the glory of heaven, and the invitation for us all is to put our faith and trust in him and join him. And will you, this Christmas time, let these not be empty words. Sing them with all your heart. Let's pray together. Thank you.